Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. You can also email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, your Tampa Bay Rays sweep. Again, the Baltimore Orioles at home maintaining baseball's best record at 42 and 24. The Rays now have count them seven sweeps. The franchise single season record is 12. I should also note uh, the Rays are six and zero against the Orioles this season, outscoring them 48 to 21. With that backdrop in mind, Ulysses, it is a Monday, which means it's time for our takeaways, observations, what we learned. What do you got? Well, I, I got to tell you, it's nice to see that the Rays do not play down to their competition in 2021 because that's easy to do. And we've seen them do that uh, for years in the, in the past, mm-hmm. not, not 2021. They have really given it to the Orioles and it doesn't matter if the Orioles actually have a lead for the first three innings uh, of, of the ball game or whatever it may be sixth, seventh inning, the Rays are going to come back and they're going to, and they're going to win this game. And they know that. And I think Rays fans do know that too. Even if they're the cynical type, they know that they're going to come back. So that's really nice. Uh, my biggest takeaway from this weekend is that I really enjoy watching Josh Fleming pitch. I really do. I really do. The, the, the quick work on the mound, the fact that, Uh, You know, we've talked about how he's a ground ball guy, sure, but I've noticed the high propensity to him getting ground balls right to him, back to him. Uh, uh, And so I did some research and I saw that out of pitchers in the league with in National and American League with at least 300 pitches thrown on plate appearances that resulted in a ground ball straight away, he leads MLB in pitch percentage for those batted ball events. So I, 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 I make that distinction because I feel like he's cold blooded. You, you love seeing a guy who has had what a dozen MLB starts and has that happen to him so frequently and yet never make a mistake with, with, with those balls. You know, you, you see guys get rattled when they get the ball back to them and, and and they make horrible throws to first or they they get caught up in it no he always feels cleanly he takes his time he throws the second or first whatever that may be and gets the out that's my biggest takeaway i really enjoy how josh fleming takes care of those uh instances and i know that wins aren't a big stat anymore in this day's analytical age but I think he's got like 11 wins already in his career. He's got an abnormal number of wins compared to appearances he's made. You wonder what the next step for him is because he does seem like we talk about glass now and McClanahan and we talk about all these big arms, Patino on the come up and Josh Fleming always seems like the guy that doesn't get enough love or much love because his arsenal 
He's a really, really good pitcher, command control, but he doesn't have anything that really like blows you away crazily. Right. Like Ryan Yarbrough, he's just a really, really good pitcher. He's he's more of that pitchability type than pure stuff type. But I wonder if there's a point um, when the Rays really let him loose and say, okay, we trust you to go six, seven consistently because for all intents and purposes, he's basically been a quasi bulk pitcher where it's four five. I mean, before yeah. this last outing, he did go seven innings, which was a good sign, but he only went four, uh, four innings pitched this past outing. And maybe some of it is, again, I know you're trying to be cautious with what happened in 2020. And maybe Josh Fleming is also a guy where let, let's be honest, not all pitchers are the same built the same. Some guys have different endurance and stamina thresholds compared to others. And maybe that's something with Josh Fleming. And I know there's the third time of the order issue and him, you know, the fact that he doesn't have a 98 fastball, maybe or a a crazy curveball or something like that maybe precludes him from really going deep into games. But then you could also look at Ryan Yarbrough and look what he's done his last couple outings as well. But you wonder if there's a point where, okay, they, they really let the string loose on Fleming and allow him to, all right, we're going to let you throw 95, 100, 105 pitches. But again, some of it might also be, again, maybe he doesn't quite have the endurance or stamina. That might be a fitness level thing that has to be addressed in the offseason. I honestly think that the time will come for that 95, 100 pitch outing. That, that'll come. I, I feel like they're just using the kid gloves basically because of coming back from 2020 and, and all that um has to do with that uh you know another little takeaway which kind of speaks to what you were saying is the buy-in uh you know you look at these veteran pitchers and it it's very uh encouraging to see that they're okay with what the team is trying to do uh which is to win the most game possible right Right. That, that, that that is the idea and, and that's Michael Waka saying, sure, cash, use me for two innings as an opener or Rich Hill saying, sure, cash, take me out of the game in the fifth after 60 pitches or Colin McHugh saying, sure, cash, I'll face six guys, strike out five in the middle of the game because you need that bridge to go to your to the setup guys. I mean, the buy in right now is huge by the pitching uh, by the pitching staff. And with so many arms in the system, Kev, young, old rehabbing, it's going to be really entertaining to see just the plethora of arms just being utilized by cash this whole 2021 season. And I got to say this, too, on a reason that, look, Fleming on his own has been really, really solid. But Josh Fleming doesn't become Josh Fleming without the defense behind him, the infield defense, the outfield defense up the middle. Uh, Because if he was pitching for say the angels or the tigers or somebody like that, you wonder the pirates array would be exactly something along those lines. So, or the Orioles, quite frankly, with uh, Freddie Galvis and the issues he had and, uh, balls bouncing over the head of Ryan Mountcastle. Like that does not do a pitcher any good whatsoever. Stewart not really hustling, uh, you know, in, in, in that line drive to cut off the men at third, you know, all those little things that you take for granted as a race fan, when you watch race baseball, I mean, mm-hmm. they're doing defense, right. And, and that's yeah. really nice to see. And, and I guess my last little takeaway from the weekend is Taylor walls. I mean, T-Dubs is just getting it done. And, you know, we had this conversation many times when Willie was with the Rays that I used to say, I give me the guy that can give me the routine play every time out there. 
I want the routine play because that's what baseball is. Routine, routine, routine. Dude, Taylor Walls can make the routine play with his eyes closed and with one eye, with one arm tied behind his back. He looks solid. I haven't really seen a highlight reel play by Taylor Walls. Like, you know, we, you, you see uh, maybe Willie Adamas do. But right. I just, every time the ball is hit his way, I mean, I just put my feet up. I know it's going to be made. And that's so refreshing to, to know that shortstop, <laughs> that's a wall, basically. Pun intended. Yes. There you go. Yeah. What's good, too, is like the throws. I'm, I'm sure Yandy Diaz is a little bit more appreciative of to Oof. my chest. For the most part, it's getting there. I, I think what, and we will in time, I'm sure, see those highlight reel plays from Taylor Walls, but you can tell there's a reason that the Rays called him up instead of Vidal Brujan and Wander Franco. They want to be sure. Again, it, it goes back to any good championship caliber team, you better have a sure-handed defensive yes. shortstop. And that's what the Rays have in Taylor Walls, not to mention what he's doing with getting extra base hits and drawing walks and stealing bases. And what I really like to see sometimes is where he has to go down to get a ball and field it, how quick he turns around and gets up off his feet and makes the yes. throw. No issues with the transfer or anything like that. It's really, look, I, I think that it's a wall right there between yeah. Wendell, Walls, Lau, and, and everybody else who, who's helped out. And speaking on the defensive portion, I mean, what really helps, look, we, we saw over the weekend, KK making plays, Brett Phillips making plays. It, you, you've got basically three guys with center field range, maybe four if you include Randy Rosarina. So the fact that you can insert and rotate them left and right is so, so important for this pitching staff, especially for the guys that don't necessarily rack up the crazy amount of strikeout rates like uh, a Josh Fleming or somebody like that. So very good. Uh, okay. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. In fact, Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no having to watch the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. Again, that's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Okay, Ulysses, getting to some of my takeaways, observations, what I learned over the weekend. First things first, I know this is a guy we've criticized much of the year offensively, but Brandon Lau, he's mm -hmm. done it, Ulysses. He's made it over. He's crossed it. The freaking <laughs> Mendoza line. He's hitting 201 now. Let Round of applause for Brandon Lau getting Everybody. it done. It's awesome. Uh, That's great. And I know it's just the Orioles. Let's we can kind of put things into perspective, but I do like the fact that he had at least a hit in all three games, five yep. hits total, nine total bases, couple walks. Um, and his approach, I think, and again, maybe this speaks to the pitching staff or lack thereof. 
of the Orioles, but getting ahead in counts and not trying to do too much with pitches away. Just slap it, pitch right. it, or hit it where it's pitched. And that's what he did for the most part. And I think, you know, you look at some of the hits that he had, it was all types of varieties. I mean, he had a hit on a four-seamer, a sinker, a slider, a knuckle curve, a changeup. So I think that's a good sign knowing that, you know, he's not pulling off of everything. He wasn't, you know, flailing at crazy pitches. He had no business going after up and away. Like his approach yeah. seemed to be more solidified against the Orioles over the course of the weekend. And look, that's all we have been yearning for as race fans, right? Is to see Brandon Lau reach his peak, his capabilities with his offensive production in 2021. And we haven't really seen that. So if he's getting hot, I mean, this team is already the most uh, winning, the winningest team in the American League in all of baseball right now with mm -hmm. 42 wins. So if, if you could get Brandon Lau, who was the MVP of last year, to get going, <laughs> watch out. Watch out because the, the Yankees are flailing. The Red Sox now are three, three games back. Brandon Lau gets hot, and, and, and he'll have his hands full in Chicago. But, man, that would be fun to see him go off. On, in a streak like we have seen him in the past have those yes. cold streaks and then those flaming hot Bryce Harper type of five weeks of offensive production without dying out that would be fun so yeah great great to see him this week and do everything you know the, the pushing to the third base side the big bomb to to mm -hmm. right center all of it on different pitches you gotta love that hitting up the middle against the shift Again, it doesn't have to be an exit velocity of 110 miles per hour. I mean, we saw in this series, Kevin Kiermeyer getting a double on a ball down the third baseline that maybe had an exit velocity of 70 or 75 yeah. or something like that. Right. And he was able to squeeze an extra base hit out of it. So sometimes uh, just simplifying things and hitting the ball where it's pitched is huge. And, you know, we've talked about this before with Brandon Lau is, you know, hey, let's just put him down in the order. Let's put him seven, eight, nine, especially against a left-handed pitcher if you're going to throw him out there. But I do kind of, in a way, respect what the Rays did. I guess it was on Saturday where they put him in the leadoff spot against a righty, against Jorge Lopez. And it was like, okay, let's... Brandon Lau may have something here after getting a couple hits in the first game. Let's try to really ride this hot streak and try to get him really comfortable, try to build him some confidence put him in the leadoff spot. Look, it's the freaking Orioles. It's against a guy who's got basically a five and a half ERA from the right side. In that case, in that scenario at home, I honestly don't have a problem of batting Brandon Lee, uh, Brandon Lau leadoff. Now, if it's, you know, against Lance Lynn on the road, then maybe that's another story there. It was a perfect combination of factors there that made it okay, I think, for, for me too, to to kind of swallow this decision of, of, of batting mm -hmm. him. Pablo Lopez, and it's the Orioles. Okay, fine. But uh, I really would not do this for the most part. And I know that he went deep against the lefty in, in Friday. I forget the Orioles pitcher's name. Aiken, I think it was his last name. Aiken. Well, let's be honest. We forget a lot of <laughs> Orioles pitchers' names. Yeah, there you go. They, they honestly um, shouldn't put their last name on their jersey. Just anonymous. Oh anonymous wow. the thing. I'm just saying. Outside of outside of John Means. Yeah, it's, it's it, a lot of... be honest. It's a lot of forgettable faces and names yeah. for sure. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think it was Aiken. And 
I didn't really like, uh, you know, Brendan Lau being in that lineup against the lefty, and he went deep. You know, yeah. hopefully that th- th- this is the beginning of of a, a nice hot streak for him. But yeah, those those you got to take the it, it, you can't take the, the decisions in a vacuum. Lau batting leadoff, I don't like it, but right. give me the context of Pablo Lopez and it's the Orioles, and I'm like, okay, sure, yeah. do it this time. There's a uh, major league baseball lefties and there's Oriole lefties. And there might be a difference there where you can insert Brandon Lau in those spots. Uh, the other thing too, um, Ulysses, as I made mention of uh, last week that I did have intentions of going to the Rays game. And I right. did, I went to the game on Saturday was a late arrival mm-hmm. and that wasn't my fault. Well, it was partially my fault. I, I was expecting to arrive somewhere around maybe the bottom, of the second, top, of the third. Sure. But the game was so going so quickly, I basically <laughs> didn't enter the turnstiles until the bottom of the fourth, and didn't find our seats wow. until essentially the top of the fifth. But I was seated left of the raised tank, had pretty pretty good value seats. I mean, thirty bucks a piece. But I now I can see why after attending the game mm-hmm. on Saturday. Uh, I have mixed reactions and mixed feelings to going to ball games because sometimes you get a good situation where it's, I don't want to say quiet, but it's more stabilized and you don't have a lot of nonsense behind you or in front of you. Right. This was not one of those times. Uh, There was a lot of commotion, a lot of commotion surrounding me. First of all, the couple seated behind me, it had to be within their first couple dates because I, there, there wasn't a quiet moment. Like they did not want that awkward silence period. <laughs> so it was just, and they were like Orioles fans too. And they were the loudest ones in the whole row, in the whole oh, section. No. So I, I felt like I was at Camden Yards, but I, I could have written a book about this uh, couple's life story. Do you, do, like, do you see, do you see a future? Like what was the guy like spinning like good game or was he just uh, flailing? No, he, I think it was a lot of, a lot of diary of the mouth. I think Oof. maybe he gets a little, he got a little lucky. Look, they were uh, getting inebriated pretty quickly. Gotcha. If, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, the, the girl dropped her phone at one point, then he dropped her. Then, then she dropped her. Beer. She was like uh, Freddie Galvis out there. She was just dropping <laughs> things left and right. It was crazy. Like, I, I swear I could, I could recap everything they talked about. Like the fact well, don't, that don't. No, this guy, a, a, just a couple quickies. Apparently uh, she has like this uh, attraction or love affair with Shelly Duncan. I was, she, <laughs> I, I, I heard more talk about Shelly Duncan than I did in my entire life. Also Wait, briefly she, array Shelly Duncan. Yeah. But, yeah. This like, is crazy. Who it, knows Shelly Duncan is, and, and throws that name out in a date. That's, that's powerful stuff right there. Honestly, it was pretty crazy. I don't know if yeah. she was related or whatnot. And I learned that she was from Rochester and all these things. And then this oh. guy apparently had a burgeoning lacrosse career and, yeah, it was just that it, it was not good. The couple seated behind me. And then in front of me, there was a nice couple, nice older man and older woman. And I felt honestly, I felt so bad for them because they were in a row with a bunch of snot nosed kids. And mm. what do snot nosed kids do at baseball games? They run. They can't yell. stop moving. They're running yeah. around. They're yelling. They're, I, it was like musical chairs. The number of times this couple had to stand up the number of times this man had to exit the road to allow a couple of loud kids. Uh, I got to go to the bathroom. Uh, I, let me get dipping dots. Oh, I want to no. see the gift shop. I want to go get food. I want to walk around. The, like it was incessant. And we got and, lucky because 
the, the, the couple seated right next to us, they didn't move an inch. They didn't talk an inch. So we had, we had our own little quiet space uh, in our little block, but behind us and in front of us, there was a lot of commotion left and right. Oh, and actually God. the guy in front of us was very nice to me. I was talking, you know, to Hannah and, uh, you know, just talking shop, talking baseball. Hey, this is, he, here's a situation. Here's a scenario. This yeah. is what happens here. Not mansplaining. Okay. She doesn't really know baseball. I'm just explaining. Let's relax. She's a soccer okay. gal. She's a soccer gal. That is true. Yeah. She would be explaining soccer to me because I don't know crap about soccer. <laughs> and he turned around at one point and said, uh, I, I appreciate you. You, you actually know what you're talking about. You're well, buddy, did you push sir. the podcast? Did you tell him, well, sir, actually I do have a podcast. It's called uh, Hannah told me too. I wasn't going to go all out there. I just uh, let it slide. Buddy. I said, thank you. We sir. missed a listener, man. Come on. That was, maybe a, he that is was a listener a, already. Who knows? Ooh, maybe we are, he could we recognize are your voice. No, no way. I called bull crap. People would recognize your voice now. And possibly. Yeah, possibly. So there, there we go. That was my, nice. uh, that was my raise, uh, game, uh, recap, if you will. Well, from well you know, it's unfortunate because those little snot nose kids, they, they missed out on the relief core on Friday yeah. night, uh, or Saturday rather, uh, go all out, you know, that, that was really nice from, from, from the bullpen to see them just shut them down. Yes. Uh, you know, what might've helped the bullpen, on Saturday and really the entire weekend and maybe the entire course of the year built bars, Ulysses built bars. You know why? Because they're the best tasting protein bar ever. They've got those nine flavors. We've talked about coconut, coconut, almond, uh, cherry, raspberry, mint, brownie. Actually, Kevin, I've come up with fruit bowls for dinner time. Mm. You put a little bit of a yogurt as a base. You put a raspberries, you put blackberries, blueberries, whatever you want a little bit of bananas, a slice of maybe peanut butter. And guess what also you could put in there? You do a half of that built Bar, maybe a raspberry wow. flavor built Bar for that chocolate flavor that you want. And you're not going to feel guilty. You know why? Because they are low in calories. They've got 17 grams protein, only 130 calories, four grams sugar, four grams net carbs. You've got to order yourself some Built Bars today. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 and you'll get 15% off your first order. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I got to say that dessert or snack idea is ingenious. You have you. the Power Bowl. Now you have the Built yes. Bowl. Look, yes. just trademarked it. Boom. Okay, Built Bar, give me millions of dollars for coming yes. up with that idea. Let's go. Look, it's a recipe. There we go. Very good. Uh, bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And remember, use that promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked on. Okay, Ulysses, uh, this upcoming series may be a little bit tougher than the Baltimore Orioles 
series at home. We've got a battle of good on good as the mm-hmm. Rays face the Chicago White Sox for a three-game set in Chicago. The White Sox, by the way, have baseball's second best record at 41 and 24. But can I say, look, I'm not trying to discount what the White Sox have done so far this season, but let's also keep in mind their division. Uh, You've got the Tigers, the Twins, the Royals, all teams under 500, some well, well under 500. And the second best team in the league are the Indians. And I don't think the Indians are all that great. I don't think they're necessarily any better than the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Toronto Blue Jays for that matter. So um, I don't think the White Sox are quite the level of a team as the Rays as far as competition and who they faced this year. But it's still not a team to take lightly. And it's good to see sort of how the Rays will match up. Okay, it's one thing to sweep the Orioles twice so far this season, but how do you face a, a White Sox team on the road? How do you how do you handle that? A team that, I mean, pretty well balanced as far as offense, pitching, and defense as well. I, I agree with the division uh, being definitely a weaker one than the AL East, uh, 100%. But uh, they themselves have a very solid team. So yes. I could make the argument that this might be th- the the best matchup to kind of gauge who you are as a team right now, because the, the Oakland a series were that those were pretty good games. And they were all like two, three runs apart mm-hmm. and, and they were very exciting. This is another matchup like that. And, and, and you take the Yankee games and the red, the Red Sox game. I think they, they happened too early in the right. season in April where the Rays weren't really clicking, but since May, they've only really played the Yankees at a high level of intensity of those games. And the Yankees are not the Yankees of the past, at least, as, at least not in 2021, they haven't been that, you know, the Bronx bombers yet. This is right. a team that you can really gauge your, you know, head to head kind of yeah. see, okay, who's got the better team. And this is what, you know, fans want to see. It starts a little bit later at 8 PM Eastern time. So we all got to kind of, uh, drink a little bit more coffee maybe yeah. in, in the afternoon to keep up, but it'll be nice. I'm really excited about this series. This is going to be a really good entertaining series. It's a really good barometer. And look, I'm not taking away from the White Sox. They're a fun, entertaining team to watch. I mean, they've got mm-hmm. a lot of personalities on that team. And what is kind of crazy, look, I mentioned the division and how weak it is, but the White Sox are still doing what they're doing without Michael Kopech, without Luis Robert, without yep. Eloy Jimenez, without Nick Madrigal, who is the best contact machine pretty much in all of baseball. And you know what? It's funny because I look at some of the stat lines here. Offensively, the White Sox rank fifth in MLB in OPS, fourth in walks, and third in average. I think uh, they also, one of their players has probably the award for craziest stat line in baseball this year, (laughs) Yasmani Grandal. He's hitting 157. But he has 10 home runs, 51 walks, a 398 on base percentage, and an 807 OPS. I'd like to find a guy in baseball history or just somewhere else in baseball this year that has as low of a batting average, but as high of an OPS. Say, I think please, he'd be really hard pressed to find. Please say that slash line again. I really want to. Okay. Uh, I don't have the on base percentage. Okay. Well, no, false. I, I have his batting average 157. Okay. Okay, on base percentage, uh-huh. 398, OPS, wow. 807. 
I mean, that is as 2021 type of offensive yes. player as you get. And yeah, he's a catcher, so you, you can't knock him around too much for that. But yeah, you get an, a catcher who gives you an 800 OPS. That's um, that's that's pretty good. But yeah. 151, that really must suck to, to see him flail out uh, sometimes. But no, that's that's 2021. He's a catcher, of course. That's really funny. Uh, man, look, I, I, I'm really excited about this series, and I'll tell you why. Because I want to, I want to see the Rays go up to to Chicago, Bronzeville, and kind of do the things that have made them be so ahead of their competition, which is defense, and see mm-hmm. the defense in the Chicago White Sox side. That's right. what I'm excited about. Yeah, the pitching matchups are going to be really fun. I think Lance Lynn is goes against Glass now today, so that'll be really fun. But I want to see their defense because every other team's defense, I, I call me out if I'm wrong, but Yankees, Orioles, Royals, Angels, uh, even the Red it's Sox. It's been a lot of bad, yeah. It's been a lot of bad, Kevin. So, I mean, where is the strong defense? I mean, Oakland – has show, showed pretty good defense. I, I think the Astros didn't make so many right. gaffes out in there in the field. Are, are the Chicago White Sox a, a solid defensive team? I want to see that because the, yeah. when you get to 41 te- uh, wins, uh, you got to be doing something right. And I think some of it too is, again, it's not like the Rays have faced all those teams at home, but the trap dimensions can make a bad defense look all that much worse or an average defense look bad when you have the catwalks and the way the ball bounces off the artificial turf and the lighting and everything that goes into that. The White Sox, according to fan graphs, do have a top 10 defensive rating, but we know those metrics may not be 100% accurate at all times. And I don't think they have a ton of guys with like the out above average metrics that the Rays have. Uh, Real quickly here, just mentioning the pitching of the White Sox, they do have the third lowest ERA at 3.18. They are ninth in MLB in saves, uh, fourth most strikeout, seventh in whip, and they have the fewest homers allowed in MLB this year. 19, just 19 homers given up all year. So I don't know. The Rays are going to have to find a way to manufacture some runs, cobble together some hits, draw a walk, steal some bags, lay down a bunt, get on base that way, move the runner over, sacrifice flies. I don't know if you're going to have the luxury of, okay, Randy, uh, we need a grand slam here. Let, let's yeah, get a grand slam in the later innings. Can you, can you're you, gonna need can you bail us speed. out? Yeah, yeah. You're going to need the speed in this series, and that'll be really fun. To, to see them go off uh, with that. And again, the, the dimensions of uh, of the Chicago White Sox stadium, which I, I don't even know what it's called now. 1-800-ASK-GARY. Yeah, I I, they, like, every like ballpark. Guaranteed like I, The rate. Miller Park isn't called Miller Park anymore, which I thought would never happen in Milwaukee. Right. So yeah. I, I'm I, just going to call it where the White Sox play. How yeah. about that? I think it's guaranteed rate, right, but whatever. Uh, look, w- whatever it's called, that's that's a carnivus, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, ballpark. So it's 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 tough to get the homers out of there. So you're gonna need to see a little bit more speed than usual, and that's okay. That's that's fun. I yeah. I love I love seeing the Rays kind of wreck havoc on the bases. Heck, there's a minor league team that sells their naming rights to their ballpark every game for like a thousand bucks. Oh my! So maybe God, that's, that's something awesome. that MLB teams go. will do for like 50 grand. <laughs> like one day it's Publix park. The next day it's Tropicana field. The next there day it's 1-800-ASK-GARY. Like it could be, we might get to that. Spectrum. Yeah. Who knows? Oh my God. Yes. Louisiana Crazy. hot sauce. There yeah. Look, that, that might be the first one. Louisiana <laughs> hot sauce. 
I've heard. Have you heard enough Louisiana hot sauce? Ads? No, no. You know, it's the it's the flaming uh, prospect for the race. They're calling What's him. What's funny is that gets me every time oh because God. I think that. Wait, who did the Rays call up? I know. And then it turned out it's just a stupid hot oh. sauce ad. <laughs> Dave Wills, you're trying to mess with my mind here. Yeah. Uh, flaming prospect on the call up. Now it's Louisiana hot sauce. There we go. Very good. Okay, that Indeed. wraps up this edition of the Locked On Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked On Today and Locked On MLB podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday.